get you an update now on what we have seen happening on some of the streets in the city of Vancouver. So the decampment process along Hastings Street continues. You've seen more tents pop up there. And the truth is there's just nowhere for people to go. We know that now, right? City of Vancouver did not have enough spaces, whether it was supportive housing, whether it was shelter space, you name it. There's simply wasn't enough when they started to clear those spaces out. So some of the residents of that Hastings encampment have moved to, say, nearby Crab Park. They've had a slow trickle, they said, of new people showing up there. So the question, I guess, with all this isn't, well, what is the legal basis then for the removal of these and why are there still more encampments in other areas? What are the laws around this? Well, joining us now is Dr. Alexandra Flynn, who's an assistant professor of municipal laws and governments at UBC's Peter A. Allard School of Law. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Simi, it's great to be here with you. Dr. Flynn, could you start out by explaining to us here, so what is the law regarding tent encampments on our streets? Yeah, so part of the problem is we don't have a law. So there's no uh, province or, or government that has said this is what municipalities can and can't do with respect to encampments. Instead, we have city bylaws that say, you know, people can't loiter on streets, they can't put up tents, or they can't have garbage around. And so those are the basis for clearing encampments, those bylaws that are meant to apply to everybody, but of course, disproportionately affect people who don't have homes to go to. So that's the basis by which then the city is is moving in. It's not the fact that people are camping on the street. It is the other things that are going along with the camping on the street. Exactly. It's all of those kind of, I would say, kind of like petty rules that are meant to regulate city streets. Right. And this has gone to court before, hasn't it? It sure has. So it's gone to court many, many times. Um, Advocates have gone to court saying exactly what your introduction did, that there's no place for people to go. Um, that it's um, contrary to the Charter of Rights and Freedoms to push people away. And in some cases, um, they've been successful. So in Crab Park, for example, um, a case went to the court and the court said it was, um, it was they, basically that the encampment couldn't be cleared. So that's why that encampment is protected. Um, no officials can remove tents or people from that space because the courts have said, you know, it needs to be it needs to be there for individuals. Okay, so then, under what circumstances could this like the city? Did the court lay out the circumstances under which the Crab Park encampment could be dismantled? They they left it to um, basically the park. So it's the park board who governs that space, um, and they said, you know, if you're going to come up with rules to clear it, they need to be reasonable. They need to be fair to encampment residents. People need to have notice. Um, you know, they need to be consulted, essentially. And so far, um, there haven't been any, any, you know, kind of agreements that have been made. So at this time, people can stay in the Crab Park encampment. But, you know, it's, um, it's a constant moving target. These cases are very specific. They happen, they come to the court for a particular group of people at a particular time. So they're not the same as having a set of conditions that apply to all people who are who are homeless. Okay, that's um, perhaps, Dr. Flynn, what confuses people sometimes, right? Is that it, it, every situation is different. So exactly. it depends on where some of them is park boards, some of them is city, some of them are city of Vancouver. Exactly. Uh, so our, so in this case, was the legal basis also the fire services, the, the you know, fire services chief saying this is unsafe? 
Yes. And the fire chief has said that many times that it's unsafe to have in, you know, have encampments, have people um, sleeping on the streets. So in July, there was another attempt to decamp people on the same basis that the fire risk made it too severe. Um, But of course, there's ways to mitigate that risk. Um, It can be mitigated like it is in Crab Park by, you know, having um, having the right tools available should a fire come to be or just making sure that the encampment is safer for people. So it's an argument to say that encampment shouldn't be there, but it doesn't uh, get rid of the bottom line, which is that people really have nowhere to go. Right. Well, and also, I guess, as these individual encampments pop up there, every set of circumstances is different. So the response also can't be the same. Absolutely. They're all different. Um, you know, they're, they're all different, but they all have a common core, which is that until there's adequate housing for people to go to, encampments will keep uh, appearing on city streets, in city parks. And it's just not a long-term or even a short-term solution to try to, try to get rid of people from, from these public spaces. Right. So what does the law say then about the camping on an actual kind of public street? Yeah, so the law says that um, basically you can't obstruct a sidewalk. So you can't have um, tents or, you know, belongings or anything that's going to stop the free flow of traffic um, on, that, on that space. So it's a bylaw, basically, like I mentioned before, that that stipulates what's what the street, what the conditions of the street need to be. Right. And has that been upheld then? So if the city wanted to enforce that, they could. That's what they're arguing. So so far, there have not been applications that have been brought to court saying um, that what the city is doing is contrary to the law. But somebody, an advocate, could bring a case arguing that it is contrary to the law, it's just very difficult to bring those applications. You know, it takes lawyers and time and cost. And so, um, you know, it's it's difficult for um, unhoused people and their advocates to run to court every time a city official tries to enforce one of these bylaws. Dr. Flynn, what is the case in other cities? Do other cities deal with this differently? Um, I mean, it's there's there are have been different ways of approaching encampments in different places. So, for example, in the city of Toronto, there was a pilot study that was done where an encampment was built up in a in Dufferin Grove Park, and the city decided to use um, human rights a human rights approach. And so they were they worked individually with encampment residents. They made sure that encampment residents had the supports that they needed in order to move on, so that they had adequate housing. Um, there was a space for their belongings. They had mental health and other supports. Um, so for that pilot, it was a success. Um, people weren't pushed out like what happened on Hastings Street. It was a much slower process, but in the end, um, it was it was better. People felt like their rights were respected and that they weren't um, thrown out into uh, a sense of chaos. I mean, that's really the problem with the decampment is that you know, everything that somebody has is with them. They lose their ID, they lose their support systems. And so it just puts them further and further into chaos. So so if they were to go by the law, if they were to go by what the rules are, what the courts have set out, then what would that look like? If they were going to go by a human rights approach, then they would give people enough notice to make sure that they had other options available to them. Um, that they had somewhere else to go, and they wouldn't move them until those options presented themselves. So basically, if they were going to follow the best practices, 
what happened on Hastings Street on Hastings Street would not have happened. They would wait until people really did have an adequate other solution. Right, which has not happened. Uh, Dr. Flynn, thank you for your time on that. My pleasure. Thank Take you. For, yeah, thanks for explaining that to us. That's Dr. Alexander Flynn, an assistant professor of municipal laws and governments at UBC's Peter Allard School of Law, explaining to us, you know, the different rules. I know because I get these emails from you all the time. I wonder the same thing is, well, like, why can't the city just have a policy and this is their policy and then they just follow that policy in dealing with these situations? Well, as Dr. Flynn just explained to us, every encampment is different. Might be the park board, uh, might be the city of Vancouver, might be you know, depending on whether it's a public street or is it a park, is it private property, that the rules are different surrounding each one, which makes it very challenging to do that. And the process continues, by the way, that there are some tents that are back up there. So there'll be more to come on that story and we'll have the latest for you.